Hi, everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. Hey, Todd. Dr. Wignall, how are you doing today? Doing good. Doing good. Glad to hear it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are we talking about today? We're talking about a motivation. Do you ever get this question in, in therapy or this kind of situation where someone's saying, man, there's, there's all these things I want to do, but I just don't feel motivated to do it. Mm-hmm. Just, all I don't know where to find the motivation to do these things. Yeah. Yep. Yep. What, what kind of conversation do you begin to have with uh, your client when they ask you about motivation? Well, like a lot of these topics, I think it's the important kind of boring first step is to define our terms. Like, <laughs> what do you actually mean by motivation? Because it's one of those things that like, everybody basically knows what motivation is. But if you ask someone to like, okay, literally sit down and in one sentence, define motivation. Yeah. It's hard. It's like surprisingly hard to actually be specific about what motivation really is. Mm-hmm. So I think that is like the first place I start because I think there's a, there's a lot of unhelpful misconceptions about motivation. And, and probably the biggest one that I like to kind of get to early is the idea that in order to do something, anything it could be go to the gym, write a paper, have a difficult conversation, like whatever it is in order to do something, especially something hard, I need motivation. Mm. Okay. Like, uh, you know, I was going to work on my novel today, but like, I just wasn't feeling inspired or motivated, you know, or like the idea uh, that motivation is required in order yes. to accomplish certain tasks. Yeah. You're saying or like a, a certain level of motivation is necessary for me to, to, mm. to do something difficult. Um, and I just think that's a really, um, limiting belief that, that's going to cause a lot of, um, long-term kind of regret and even suffering, right? If you're, if you're, if you're constraining your ability to, to act, um, to this theoretical level of motivation that you need, I mean, it's a really good way to never do anything important is to hold yourself to the standard that I have to feel super motivated in order to do hard things. You're saying that, that by accepting this idea that you need a certain amount of this thing in order to do certain things, you're already kind of setting yourself up to struggle. Yeah. Slash fail. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you just took your average person who, I mean, everybody, like the most common new year's resolution is I want to start working out more. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then if you, if you took people who really consistently work out multiple times a week for years on end and you ask them, how often do you feel super motivated to go to the gym? (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like they might tell you, well, maybe once or twice a week, I feel really motivated. Yeah. Yeah. If you're lucky. Right. But yeah. like, I don't know, two or three times a week, I'm like, uh, I don't really feel like it. Or, or maybe even like, God, I really don't feel like going to the gym today. You know? Yeah. Um, but what <laughs> they still do it, right? Even though they don't feel like it. Even though like they don't you, have this motivation. Exactly. In quotes to, to do it. But if you only went to the gym when you're feeling super motivated to go to the gym, well, I mean, going to the gym once or twice a week, it's not bad. Right. But if you really want to like hit some goal or get in shape or run that half marathon or whatever it is, like I, it's probably, you're not going to be able to do it if you're relying on these moments of intense motivation or inspiration. So, so what do you think your clients are referring to then when they say they don't have motivation? Cause you're saying, Hey, that's really not necessary. And it's really not even a real thing. If you think about it, it's not like a quantifiable measurable juice that, 
hormone, you know, so yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a grab bag for a lot of things. It, it could be like literally physical energy, uh, energy, right? like it could be energy, could mood. be excitement, like a Mood's mood thing, a like big excitement. One. Like I'm really excited. Like, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm working on, uh, you know, water coloring is like my hobby and I, you know, I really love it, but like some days I just don't feel that excited about it. And some days yeah. I'm super excited and inspired by it. So it, it's something, I think it's, it's physical. It's, it can be emotional. Um, it can, it can even just be like logistical, you know, like some days, like things are just, your, your days are more complicated and like to, to actually get that workout in would require all this work to like rearrange your schedule mm-hmm. and do things differently. And Effort. like, like yeah. oh man, not, not into it, you know, like not, it's not worth it. So motivation often is, is kind of defined in these really vague terms that are masked in emotion, masked in expectations of, of a particular event, masked in um, perceived effort and um, friction in, in moving towards something. So motivation can kind of encapsulate a lot of things other than kind of the uh, driving kind of force definition of motivation that, that we might kind of think of. Well, I think, I don't, I don't know that I would say that any of those are masks and any of them are like the real thing. I think, oh, okay. I think they all, I think motivate, lots of things can motivate you, but I think motivation can mean lots of things. Right. And, right. and, and for sure, it's way easier to do hard things when you're feeling motivated to do them. Like, of, mm-hmm. of course, like I would love to always feel motivated to go to the gym. If you give me a pill that had no side effects and said, take this and you'll always feel motivated to go to the gym. Like, oh <laughs> yeah. Right? Like well, who wouldn't want that? So when you're saying motivated to go to the gym, though, you're referring to that excitement level, the like desire to do it or something. Okay. Could be energy. Could be like, oh, I got nothing on my calendar. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Be really easy to get in it. So I think motivation can be lots of things. It can take Mm -hmm. lots of different forms and like, that's fine. Yeah. I I think the, the bigger issue is when people, the metaphor people implicitly have for motivation is it's this fuel source inside of me. And that if it doesn't hit this certain level, then I can't do the thing uh, or it's mm-hmm. too hard to do the thing. Right. Gotcha. And that's just a dangerous, um, or just sad idea of motivation. Cause you're, you're just not going to do a lot of important things to you if that's the belief you're operating under. So, so if you gauge your, um, approach behavior based off of this supposed energy level that maybe you don't feel in some situation and you say, I just don't have enough motivation to do this thing. Um, really bad habit to get into by yeah, referring just, just very to this. Limiting. It just yeah. like really narrows your life and like yeah. what's possible. Oh, I life. totally agree. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I often, um, um, sometimes I'll tell clients that the motivation in, in a way is kind of the same thing as momentum. You know, it's, it's like, mm-hmm there's reinforcement there that is, that is also motivating sometimes. And the idea though, that you need some sort of motivation in order to start building momentum or start building movement. I agree with you. There's the fallacy right there. It's just, it's just well, not so. And the momentum is interesting because the, I think another kind of mistake in, in that, in the common idea of motivation is that it's, it's this thing that's totally out of our control and like, right, it just like comes right. down. It like, it's like the muse that just like inspires us sometimes, or like you wake up and some days you're feeling motivated to go for a it's, run. Some days you're not. It just depends on if the motivation, motivation tank is full or not. I don't know where it's at. Yeah. And I think that the mistake is not that like, I think that is true. Like literally some days you just wake up and you have a ton of energy or you're super inspired to work on sure. your watercolor painting or whatever. So that mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. not that that's not true. Exactly. 
The problem is that's not the only way that motivation works. And, right. and the way I think about this is people think about motivation as a one-way street, right? I need to feel motivated and then I can do the thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But in reality, motivation is a two-way street. Doing the thing mm -hmm. makes you more motivated to do it in the long run right. much of the time. And that's how you build up that momentum. So these people who like go to the gym six days a week for 10 years, you know, like super consistent or who always do their, whatever their creative hobby is like, they do it consistently and, and they produce lots of stuff that they're proud of. And like, how are they able to do that? Are they just lucky that like motivation visits them consistently? All the, no, they create motivation because they, they take advantage of random motivation when they have it. It's like extra credit, right? Like, Oh, great. I feel motivated. Awesome. That, that's fantastic. But I'm not going to depend on that when I don't feel right. motivated. I do it anyway, even though it's hard in part, because I know that by doing the thing, I will feel more motivated to keep doing it. And I will feel more next time the decision point comes around, whether I should do the thing or not, I'm going to have more motivation. And so I'm going to build, I'm going to accumulate this momentum to keep doing the thing on a regular basis. Yeah. So the, the idea yeah. that the, the relationship between motivation and action is a two-way street. Yeah. Yes. Motivation makes it easier to take action. But taking action routinely, it increases your odds that you're going to feel motivated to do it the next time, mm -hmm. which yeah. is like, I think that's just so, it's really important, but kind of counterintuitive, like to really let that idea sink in and, and even to, to look for ideas in your life where that that's already apparent. There are probably things, even if you, your thing that you struggle with is going to the gym consistently, for instance, there's probably some area of your life where you're like, you're really good about going grocery shopping consistently every week, right? Right. You don't Consistent think about that. Way. Right. Yeah. But you have built up this really great habit and right. you don't have to rely on motivation to do that. You do it anyway. Yeah. Right. And so I think that's it. That, that can be really empowering too, is to realize you are probably better at this in some area of your life than you, than you realize. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think oftentimes I have conversations with clients around mood kind of dependent behavior when, when we talk about motivation, which is mm -hmm. the idea that um, behavior is linked to how you feel directly almost sometimes. And so if you don't feel like going, you don't go, you know, and if people get in the habit of doing that, it's almost kind of like training yourself to only get to the gym when you're feeling super excited mm -hmm. and when you feel good. And then when you don't feel that thing, um, then you don't go. And so it's almost like you're developing a pretty learned, um, reinforce or a, a behavior schedule there because you're training yourself. But the, the other part too, that, you know, momentum is that it, it, the more momentum you get, the, it's just kind of like energy producing, right. You're building right. this kind of thing. And so it is reinforcing and it, and it builds. Um, but oftentimes kind of training yourself to do things, even though you don't want to do them, um, is, is a pretty liberating, uh, practice because it means that you have choices you can do the thing or not. Um, unfortunately, if you don't train yourself that way, then when the right circumstances are present, you are almost guaranteeing you're not going to do yeah. something. Yeah. No, that's key is, is kind of disproving that um, emotional reasoning belief in your head that like, I have to feel a certain way in order to do something. Um, and, and I think it, it's what the little thought experiment I, I like for that is that I always use is the uh, check for a million dollars thought experiment. <laughs> so it's like, okay, I'm at, you know, you're just like exhausted. You really don't want to go to the gym. You have zero motivation. Here's a check for a million dollars. If you go to the gym for half an hour, <laughs> yep. 
everybody <laughs> is all of a sudden gonna find a find super... So I, I think, but but what that gets at is that the another kind of I I think unhelpful way of looking at motivation is this idea that it's like this fuel source inside of you that pushes you towards mm-hmm. difficult things. Mm-hmm. And I think the the better way to think about motivation is from a pull perspective. Things out there have motivational pull, right, on you to to say it's not in you, but motivation is out there, right? And one yeah. way you imbue things with motivating pull is by doing them repeatedly. It becomes a, it becomes a part of you, right? And so it, you build up that momentum. But the other thing, the other way to think about it too is to um, like values clarification is a big part of motivation. I think really trying to understand because when the million dollar, the check for a million dollars thing that works because all of a sudden you've attached this huge value to going to the gym, which is like, if I go to the gym, I get a million dollars. Like that's so like, of course I'm going to go to the gym, but you can do that in small ways that are, that are also pretty effective. Like you can remind yourself, Oh yeah. You know what? In the past, like I usually feel not that excited about going to the gym. But if I think about it, literally every time I go to the gym, no matter how I felt initially, I feel awesome after Mm -hmm. going to the gym and you can tune into like how you feel that sense of accomplishment and pride, like physically feeling more vibrant and like alive. So you Mm -hmm. can, you can clarify why going to the gym is important. And that clarity kind of will, will help pull against that kind of inertia you're feeling right now, which is, oh, I'm tired or I'm just not feeling very inspired or whatever. So it's, it's kind of like a tug of war, right? Motivation yeah. is like a, and so instead of thinking like, how do I make, you know, like myself feel more motivated? It's how, how do I strengthen the motivational pull of the thing I want to do? Yeah. And I might argue that, you know, whether you're, you're being kind of motivated internally or externally, um, the most adaptable thing might be actually to be able to um, um, act on and or generate any drive, right? Whether, I mean, because sometimes external motivations aren't going to be all that awesome for the behavior that's good for you in a situation. And sometimes they are. And sometimes the internal motivation for something isn't going to be exactly, you know, fill in the tank, but the external thing is, and some, so, but to be able to kind of act on your own behalf, regardless of how motivated you feel and in what direction, there's the key, I think. Hey everyone, Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks.